You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and I am your host today for Real Presence Live. Thanks for joining me. If you've missed any of our previous programming, we had Christy Warren on talking about uh, the Grasshopper Chapel. We had Sammy Murtha talking about events going on in eastern South Dakota. And we just talked with Father Boniface Hicks. I really tried hard to not be a, a nerd and geek out over it. And I was professional. I'm looking at Sarah Beaner right now because Sarah's on the headsets with me. But Father Boniface Hicks is like an author and like, oh. So I'm a Catholic nerd and I was really excited to talk to him and nervous. But really great interview. New book he just released, Through the Heart of St. Joseph. If you've missed any of that, just go online to realpresenceradio.com. We'll have all of this up later. So moving right along, Sarah Beaner is in the house. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank so you for thinking of me. Many people know Sarah Beaner, um, and I think it's from a lot of different reasons, but majority of it's pro-life issues. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is like your passion. How mm-hmm. did it become your passion? I guess, well, one, I grew up with... My parents were divorced when I was three, mm-hmm. and I was I was supposed to be aborted, actually. Wow! And so my mother tried to abort me by taking con- at the time abortion wasn't legal, so she tried to abort me through contraception or the pill. And at the time, she was taking the pill to not have a pregnancy, and I was pregnant. Or she was pregnant with me, and she tried to bore me. She took up for five months straight. And so I found that out later on when I was expecting one of our children. And she was telling me to get a hysterectomy, and she ended up telling me that she would have had abortion with me. So I think that was always heavily on my mind, something about it. Well, and and it doesn't sound like it was just a fleeting thought for her. No, this no, was it, was, it was a lot that she didn't heal from. And I didn't grow up Catholic, so, you know, she didn't have any any help from outside to help her. Sure. So I could see that she was in a lot of pain, you know, with the issue too. Mm-hmm. She And so that brought pain on my heart too. And so I had no idea, I guess my first introduction to being outside on the sidewalk was when I was pregnant with our first daughter. Mm. And I had no idea that you know, we could go out there and pray. And one of our priests, Father Terry Anderson, invited me to come and join him along with other parishioners and Humboldt at the time. And I was pregnant and all my husband was hearing different things when I'd come home. And I would say, guess what? Bishop Dudley got arrested. <laughs> he, said, he said, make sure you don't do it so I don't have to bail you out. <laughs> we can't afford it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I guess ever since then, I just grew more and more wanting to help other people. Because I had, you know, I seen the pain in my mother's heart. Yeah. And I wanted to help her. Yeah. And I just kept on thinking, God, if those ladies could be like my mom going in there and needing that help. Right. I mean, I kept on thinking, wouldn't it be wonderful to be out there to help just one person, just help other people? And by being out there so much, I could see their pain, mm-hmm. and it made me all the more want to be Jesus' 
bring Jesus' love and mercy to them. Not judge them, just love them. Yes. And I knew that's what my mother needed, too. And because I could forgive her, now she lives in a nursing home and assisted living here in Sioux Falls. But mm-hmm. if I didn't have that forgiveness which in my Catholic faith, I would not be able to help her and move on in life myself. I'd be stuck in a rut, you know, and mm-hmm, not all that mm-hmm. baggage. But because of my Catholic faith, I can go on and forgive her. Yeah. And so I can be her friend and help her because she has Alzheimer's now. Yeah. And so little do you know how God is going to help heal the wounds and plus help you be able to minister to other people and plus your own mother someday. Well, and what a so. strange blessing because it gives you such a unique perspective mm-hmm. and such a, a forgiving heart because, yes. you know, I think people tend to think as pro-lifers that we're so angry oh, yeah. and against the mother mm-hmm. and it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, we love no. them and we want mm-hmm. what's best for them exactly. and we know this is what's best for mm-hmm. them and we're here to help and so what a beautiful gift yeah. that God has yeah. given you. Exactly. And the biggest thing, you know, I I praise God every day for my Catholic faith because if I was not accepting wanting to become Catholic and seeing John Paul II, St. John Paul II on the TV when I was growing up and just like <laughs> him looking so welcoming and peaceful and joyful, then how his presence were, like he could, like he, he wouldn't would be you wouldn't be surprised if he just came up and reached up and held you or squeezed you or something yeah, he and he truly, didn't even know you and he would do that and that's, the church, wasn't and that's he? how you felt when yeah. you saw him so because yeah. of seeing him then that's how i got you know becoming wanting catholic faith so bad that i would do anything to become catholic so wow so that's how and then when i graduated from high school that's all i said is i wanted to become catholic and i didn't know how i was going to do it i didn't know how god was going to do it i didn't know how he was going to put that into play but then then i met a girl when i was going in college and then she ended up graduating before me but she took me to the saint joseph cathedral was my very first mass i ever went to in sioux falls so so then, and then she graduated, and then she kept on telling me about RCA class, mm-hmm. but she couldn't be there to take me. So then I just kept praying about it, and then, lo and behold, I was set up on a blind date with my husband. No and kidding. And that's all I asked him. That's all I could remember is, would you take me to RCA class? Are you Catholic? <laughs> and he just, like, he had the startled look like a deer, like a deer in the headlights look like really are you for real (laughs) and then he just take me and kept taking me and then little we fell in love but also i had my classes at the cathedral with father terry anderson father david ronick and then bishop kettler so yeah that's amazing so yeah just like wow so little do you know well and it's funny because yeah because i think it's funny your story because (laughs) i think when I was in college and still, you know, I always, people are like, what are you, what are you looking for in a husband? What are you looking for? And I, and you know, the normal, oh, I want him to be funny or nice or handsome or whatever. And my number one criteria was always, I want him to be Catholic, you know, and it, there's just something about there it. Is. Not that there's anything wrong yeah. with, you know, mm-hmm. not having mm-hmm. your husband mm-hmm. be oh, Catholic. Yeah. But for me, personally, it was just something that I really, truly Mm -hmm. desired and wanted. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. so I I totally relate Mm -hmm. with you. Take me to RCA. (laughs) (laughs) 
so little do you know where God is just going to put you. You know, mm-hmm. I just had that driving me to do something for other people, mm-hmm. too. And I just like, it just would never quit. It just kept on increasing mm-hmm. as I got to know my Catholic faith. It just kept on, just like, God kept on saying, I want you to do more. I want you to do more. And I would always and ask, like, what listen. is, what is, you know, and like so- even... When was your first experience standing on the sidewalk? The very first experience was when I was pregnant with her daughter. And I was about seven months along. And I just, like, I was blown away, like, how many people were there. And they were peaceful. And it was nothing like I thought it was going to be, like, a rowdy bunch or whatever. It wasn't. We were Mm -hmm. all praying the rosary. We were all in it together. And I remember Father Vogel being there, too. And he was just, like... He was so on fire for doing this <laughs> that he made me all the more be on fire to so do it you, too. How I, did you get there in the first place? Like, I, how did you because know Father Terry Anderson, we were helping doing something in Humboldt and something with the youth. And then we were teachers, me and my husband were teachers for CCD for eighth grade. And then he just put the word out there and asked, you know, if I wanted to come. Tim can come because of work. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I would love to come, you know, and just tell me what I need to do or what I need to expect, you know, when I come out there. And he said, just bring your rosary and yourself. <laughs> I thought, I, mean. I can do that. Yeah. And so then he just, you know, and then he said, just meet me there. And so I did. And I just like, I was nervous, you know, very nervous the first time. He said, you're not going to have to talk to anybody. You're just going to have to pray. Yeah, people are really scared to go, mm-hmm. but it's really, mm-hmm. it's not scary. It isn't. Yeah. And you saw a lot of things, you know, out there, you know, you saw a lot of women coming in, brokenhearted, scared. They look so scared. They look so sad. Mm -hmm. A lot of sadness, you know. And then you didn't know what, you know, all you could do is pray for them. You know, that's all you could do. You know, because I was not trained in sidewalk counseling wasn't a thing back then, Mm -hmm. at least when I was out there. So I was not trained to talk to them by one or two. But I didn't have the courage. I would never dream that God would ask me to do it. I yeah. just kept on thinking, no, I'm not a leader. I'm not, I'm not what, I'm just this one that wants to sit in the back <laughs> stage, so to speak. <laughs> I'll just pray. That's all I'll do. Right. But then he kept on telling me, I'll give you what you need. And I remember Father Vogel always had that saying, God gives you what you need when you need it. And all you have to do is say yes. So I just kept on saying yes. And then I would always say a little bit of yes. But then I would always say, oh, I don't know if I can handle what you're going to give me. I know. Are you sure? I know. He pushes <laughs> you know? us out of our comfort he zone does. all the time. He does. <laughs> and it was just amazing how he kept on pushing me, you know, more and more. But he gave me the strength to do it little by little. He knew, you know, I'm on this journey. But it was just like, you're not quite there to do this yet. You're not quite there to do that. But I want mm-hmm. you to do. But here are the stepping stones to get there. Yes. And well, because if you were to turn around and look, like if, if yeah. that first day you standing on the sidewalk, I came up to you and said, Sarah, this is what you're going to be doing. Well, uh, how old is your daughter? 18? She is 30, our oldest She one. is not. Yeah, our young, our daughter that is a nun is <gasps> how 30 years old. How do you look so old. young? I just, that's <laughs> Running. a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but yeah, Life she, runners. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My God. But yeah, she but is 30. Can you imagine turning around 30 years no. ago and looking no. at mm. all that you have yeah. accomplished and done? And it's all God, though. I give it all I to know. him because uh, I would never, I mean, I would never be able to do it. You know, without him, yeah, he's everything to me. So yeah. 
Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Sarah Beener. Um, she is well known in Eastern South Dakota, at least to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she is well known for being a huge pro-life advocate here in Sioux Falls and surrounding areas. Um, we haven't even talked about why you're here. But I don't think the Holy Spirit minds. So <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a new approach that Sarah Beener and a group have been taking to end abortion. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro, and you're listening to Real Presence Live. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I'm having a great conversation with Sarah Beener. She is a pro-life advocate here in the Sioux Falls area, and actually all across, because you run. You Mm -hmm. guys do Life Runners, too, Mm -hmm. which is another Mm -hmm. big thing, and you guys go across the state. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. you're highly involved, and we were talking about the beginning um, of you your first time on the sidewalk in front of Planned Parenthood and then moving forward um, all the things that you have been involved with and for a time and you can tell me how long it was you were mm-hmm. out there almost every day mm-hmm. so yes. talk a little bit about that I guess I started thinking I kept on asking Jesus what more do you want me to do what more there's more to life runners there's more 
more than what I'm doing. There's got to be more. And I kept on asking Jesus, what, take me wherever you want me with this, do with what you want me to do. And he kept on saying, I want you out on the sidewalk. Well, then I got this big, giant poster thing from Heritage House that gave a number to women for a crisis situation that they can call this 1-800 number. So I thought, maybe that's it. Mm. Right? And the, but I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel like that was enough. Just mm-hmm. like I kept on saying, what more? And then I was told about sidewalk counseling. And Dr. Pat Castle kept on saying, you'd be a good psych sidewalk counselor. You just have to have the courage. And if anybody gets you excited, it's him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, I just, and he kept on saying, you just have to have the courage to do it. You just have to have the courage. And I just kept on thinking, no, no, you got the wrong person. But then I kept on praying about it, but it just kept on coming. Mm-hmm. And so then I heard about sidewalk counseling. And then I just like, okay, God, just give me what you need. And so I just called Lauren Mazuka, who's the president, executive director of it, and the starter of Sidewalk Counseling. And I asked her, you know, to come up here to teach me, to train me. And she sent two trainers, and uh, there was about 10 of us that were learning together. Hmm. And so we had the training day, and it's five hours for training. And then you get certified. And then you also get a number to St. Thomas More Society in case things go wrong on the sidewalk if you get the sure. police or whatever. And so I Which had is that a law number. firm yes. that helps. Yes. Yeah, for those that don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we so then I just kept on I mean, I loved it. So I'd be out there every day and I would try to do as many hours as I could around the clock. I mean you would get burnt out. First, I didn't know what to expect because I didn't know what the burning out. I you know I heard about it. You're going to get burnt out. Yeah. Emotionally, you do get drained. At first, I was just like, I kept thinking, you know, maybe it was, maybe I was doing it wrong, but no. And then I would get discouraged because when you're out there and you're trying to counsel these women, you get discouraged because they're not coming over to you and you're thinking, oh, you know. They, I missed that car. I went in. It was too late. Oh, oh it's too late for them. And so then you get very emotionally then you, draining. You do yeah. if you're not equipped for it. Right. And then when I would t- then I'd call up Lauren and I would ask her, you know, like, what do you do? You know, what am I doing wrong? I'm just drained when I come home. Oh. I'm saddened too. Yeah. <laughs> and she just kept on saying, you know, you can do this, but also you have to remember. You know, that it doesn't take you, it takes God. Well, so yeah. then I went to adoration, and adoration was the biggest thing for me at the time that helped me was being in front of Jesus and asking him about it. And then he said, Sarah, those cars that went by you are mine. Mm-hmm. The ones I want you to have are the ones that you got to talk to that day. So remember that Amen. and take it to heart. And it was totally true. Oh. So that I could just relax more than I did. It's, you still are tense when you go there because you don't know who you might encounter. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so then I just kept doing that. But then Mission SOS, last year on October 30th, I was out on the sidewalk and me and Tim were trying to cover the hours we were signed up for St. For the cathedral, St. Joseph Cathedral, to be out there for 40 days for life. But not everybody could come, mm-hmm. you know, there. And so we're trying to fill in the hours. So me and Tim just kept on tag-teaming each other, and we're going to come, and we're going to be there. But you always want to go by, not ever by yourself when you're, on the <clears throat> when you're on the sidewalk, excuse me. You always want to be with a partner in case yes. something would happen, and you have witnesses mm-hmm. for it. So well, there's a reason God sends us two mm-hmm. by two. Yeah, so absolutely. I knew that we were 
that there was 40 days for life people from cathedrals, so I wasn't too concerned, and Tim had to go to work. Well, then I met Darlene, and I just happened to see Darlene, and one of my prayers when I'm always out the sidewalk is what can, there's got to be something more. I still felt like that. It's just mm-hmm. something more, God, that I can do for you. What can I do to help these women? I, I know that you have me here to do sidewalk counseling, but I just feel like there's something more. Mm-hmm. And I keep on saying, why can't we have a, something like a chapel in this apartment building? And I kept on asking him that. I don't know how many years I've always asked him that. I think ever since I talked to Father Joe Vogel before he left, and he kept on saying he wished he could have had a prayer chapel somewhere. And then me and my husband went to Sioux City five years ago, and we happened to go to their prayer chapel, their adoration chapel, right next door to their Planned Parenthood. And we actually Hmm. got a tour of it. And they had it all set up with pews, and then they had adoration time, and people were coming and making the adoration time. And Jesus was right there in the monstrance, and they had the window, no curtains in the window. They just had Jesus facing out towards Planned Parenthood. I was was so in love with that chapel that I just (laughs) never quit thinking about it. I just like... We could do this someday. Can we do this? <laughs> Please let us do this someday. I didn't know when. I didn't know how. I had no idea that this would ever happen. I just know that I wanted this so bad. And then their Planned Parenthood closed down. And I just knew it was Jesus that was doing this. And I just kept on thinking, okay, we can do this. I don't know how. I don't know when. But just mm-hmm. please let us do this somehow. And so little did I know that that day, October 30th last year, I kept on thinking also and praying throughout the day. I kept on praying about, oh, the election. What's going to happen if we're told, okay, what's going to happen if we're told to get off the sidewalk? You know, and we're not going to be there no more. Where are we going to go? And what are we going to do? And that kept on being in my mind. So that's how I met Darlene. God just put us together and I just said the word. I said, what do you think of us ever having a chapel right there next door to Planned Parenthood? Yeah, because right behind Planned Parenthood is an apartment building. I said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever think that could ever happen? She goes, oh, Sarah. Boy, we think a lot alike, don't we? And she goes, you got to talk to my husband, Larry. And then Larry was sitting by their dog and sitting right there praying. And he's a retired Marine and 71 years old, retired Marine, all full of life, like you won't believe. Mm -hmm. And he said, yes, we can do this. And I was just like, whoa. (laughs) So you guys were able to rent this apartment. Yes, yes. And there is a chapel in there. Yes. So yes. how do people find out? We've run out of time. I, I okay. could have you on for three hours. Okay, how do they find out about Find it? out more information, how they can be a part of this uh, chapel that is okay. right next to Planned Parenthood. They can call our number, Tim and Sarah, at 605-421-8378, or Darlene and Larry at 605-254-0951, or else then they can look us up at Mission we adorehim.com sign up and then you can sign up and also look for the flyers they'll be them in your church you know about mission sos mm-hmm. it's our last hope to get to them so beautiful so, thank yeah. you for doing this <laughs> and what a great idea to have jesus right there next to planned parenthood yeah. beautiful yeah. and we ran out of time i wish we could have had more time oh, but thank, thank you. you for coming thank in you. thank you so <laughs> much we'll have you on thank again you. don't thank you worry you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much, Sarah. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you.
Well, if you missed any of Sarah Beaner's interview, you can always check back at realpresenceradio.com. We'll have the podcast up later today or tomorrow. Uh, just on fire. If you couldn't hear it in her voice, she is on fire for pro-life issues, and we are blessed to have her. Um, it's Wednesday, so we've got another show coming up tomorrow. Therese, what do we have going on? Yeah, so the next Real Presence Live tomorrow from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. We'll have Father Randall Kazel as your host, broadcasting live from St. Michael's Church in Pine Island, Minnesota. Father Chris Alar will join him to talk about the Virgin Mary and Divine Mercy. Then, Sister Veronica Hartley will be on to talk about the adaptations that the Carmelite Order is making. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you, Heather. All right. Thanks so much, Therese. We've had a great show this morning and lots covered. Again, if you've missed any of the interviews, you can go to realpresenceradio.com or you can download our free app or just find our podcast on any of your regular podcast platforms. I wanted to say a quick, um, not really a shout out, but uh, just for those of us that live in eastern South Dakota, Monsignor James Doyle passed away. And um, we just wanted to recognize him. He was such an amazing Monsignor for our eastern South Dakota area. Um, He passed away two days ago. And uh, just so that those who are wondering, um, his Mass will be on 10 a.m. Thursday, June 3rd at St. Michael's Church here in Sioux Falls. And his wake service will be at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, June 2nd, also at St. Michael's Church here in Sioux Falls. Um, Just if everyone could offer up some prayers for Monsignor Doyle. He was beloved, uh, joyful Irish man. And so uh, God bless him. And thank you for joining me today. It's been a beautiful day. I hope you have a great rest of your week. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.